Hello and welcome to another episode of Five at the Back. Five, not six tonight. Charles is out this week, but he he will be back. I, I think I still hear him celebrating that massive Man United uh, win this uh, today and still cheering and you know, appealing for Bruno penalties. So congratulations, uh, United, on a big win today. We have Christian with us today. Welcome. Thank you for joining us again. Be sure to check us out on both Twitter and YouTube. Handle is 5-F-I-V-E-A-T-B if you want to see our awesome, terrible faces, all the, the faces we make at each other when we say something stupid, the hand signals that we give each other, the middle fingers during the middle of recording. It's on YouTube. Check it out. You can see it. We'd love to have you check us out. Well, this week we've got a big episode. We had Spurs win a no no they didn't win a trophy they sure didn't the hunt goes on really oh i mean did you win i mean that was nicely nicely done it was a nice lead into it was unnecessary is what it was disappointing phase that was well done skiff well done thank you (laughs) uh well blind blind squirrel and such um yeah so it went pretty similarly right to what we expected City won. Now, it was not a blowout, which was nice. We didn't embarrass ourselves. Uh, What it seemed like was a a manager who didn't quite make the right decisions, both with the starting 11 and the substitutions were strange. Uh, So I I personally, obviously, I really wanted to win the game. But the fact that we lost the game wasn't surprising. And the fact that the manager's decisions played a role in the loss doesn't bother me, only because I know he's not going to hang around he's got a lot mm-hmm. to learn um city beating spurs pet beating ryan mason like none of it none of that is entirely surprising the heartbreaking nature of it like the 84th minute free kick should have never been given away um you know the the i won't call it a controversy around the port in his yellow card that wasn't but um you know it, it was just a, a, a tough way to take it i mean i was pissed when it happened i'm not gonna i was pissed so so the laporte first yellow card right if he if he gets booked the first time he does that right then he's probably right. not making he, that second challenge he's right? not he's not but right. then but then the flip side is then so lucas is running free toward Edder or toward stefan on his on his own nobody's catching him so you're you're right but that that kind of makes me more angry because then i think about what then he would have easily beaten everyone gotten to stefan and probably put it in rosie um, for a goal kick. So um, it was just strange. I mean, you, Mason, you could see he wanted to play it out from the back and build up and try to keep possession, but then he didn't play in Dombele, who's one of the most press resistant midfielders in the league. So it was just, it was weird, but I don't, Mason's been on the job six days. One of the six was coaching against Southampton. You know, I'm not going to get, be upset with the managerial decisions. But I think there's big news to come out of that final, right? Rather than, the result, which we all knew was going to happen anyway. Right. But I think the big news was the the fans at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. And there was 2,000 Spurs fans, 2,000 City fans. I'm not sure where they found them. And then I think 4,000 4, tickets given to local supporters and then members of the NHS. Right, Christian? Yeah. Um, and you could hear them. I mean, like it was – this is how you know it's not going well for your team. You win a corner and the place erupts. I'll, I'll, it was the 18th minute. We won our first corner, and the Spurs fans went nuts. I was like, "Oh God, this is like David and Goliath." If I've ever seen it, 
uh, but you could hear them and it was really good to hear the fans and to, to see them. And, and, you know, I, I'm sure it helped the players, especially in a game that city just sucked the life out, out of Spurs from the jump uh, for the players to have some influence from the fans probably helped quite a bit. So the Sissoko substitution was stupid. I mean, come on. And then I know why I brought bail on, but it was just whatever. I, I'm not going to slate him. It happens. He's 29. I'm older than that. Yeah, I, I so I didn't get to catch that whole game, but the the part I, I think I saw a lot of uh, quite a bit of the second half and City looked really good. So I, I saw the second half of both both of the City games this week. They looked really good. I mean, I heard the PSG had a better first half than them, but in the second half, especially um, against PSG, they it just looked like boys versus men in that game, and it was kind of the same gap almost with you um with Tottenham and City like City just I mean they passed it around them they're so smooth like in and out like at some point the 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 freaking Tottenham players were just looking around like do we even get to touch the ball like can we play and then when the Tottenham players got the ball there was no way to transition right like there was no outlet for the ball like Kane or whomever would pick it up in midfield and they'd look forward and they're just looking like who am I going to outlet this ball to? And it just, they just got smothered. And then the one thing I got, like, I hate city for this. Like I really do, but they're really good. And Pep's teams are really good at tactically fouling. Like Tottenham has a break. They're about to spring it. And then boom, you know, the player goes down and, and his teams have always been really good at that. Um, it just, it annoys me. And they, they do it early. So the referee's like, Ooh, Right. The eighth minute, do I really want to give a yellow card to a center back? So, look, it's not their fault. It's the way the rules are. It's the way the referees officiate. It's just like diving. If we really want diving to go away, then officiate it different. You know, the incentive is outweighs the punishment. It's not Pep's fault. That's not Laporte's fault. That's that's whoever the scrub official was. Um, so, yeah. And, and with regards to no outlet, like we couldn't even get the ball to the midfielders like the, the center backs were trying to distribute it on the ground and, and go, but um, the, the midfielders weren't showing for the ball. It, I, you know, it, it was, it wasn't good. I'm not expecting that for the rest of the season. The second half was better. You know, they had more possession. They had created more chances. Let's also had a very good effort that Stefan made an excellent save on. I'm sure Charles was, uh, was cheering that one. Um, so yeah, it's what I expected. Now I expect us to close the season pretty well. Um, it was a positive second half compared to the first, at least. So, Scott, do you think part of it was uh, the fact, do you think that uh, Kane is still not over his injury? He looked a, a slightly a bit gimpy to me a little bit. Probably some, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it's going to be hard to beat the Jose out of some of these players, especially in that short window. And, and one of the like, finals are always like butthole clenching anyways. So, like – it, it was one of those that like everybody tenses up and there's fewer chances and fewer risks taken and you know, the, the trophy drought and all that crap, like I, guys are always going to tense up and I admire Mason for trying to play that way, but he made the wrong choices. So, but yeah, I think that played a part because Kane had a couple of chances and he got, he got taken out once or twice, but definitely once. And he got up really slowly and um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was still bothering him. Second final in a row, he's come back. Um, from an injury and not looked himself 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll be up for the Euros uh, this offseason for the sake of uh, Christian over there. Oh, speaking of uh, headed towards some finals here, we had some action in Europe this week. Um, so just a quick recap of the scores. If anybody missed them, Real won, Chelsea won, uh, City beat PSG 2-1. to one. Uh, Villa, Wait, Villarreal beat Arsenal today? <laughs> did they really? Yeah, they did. Yeah, 2-1. Oh. Yeah, they did. Oh. Yeah. Just despite a dodgy Bruno Salah type penalty. Yeah. Oh, that, that breaks my heart. Did, um, did, did you see the penalty that uh, Cavani got from Smalling? I didn't get to see any of it. It was a shocking penalty decision. I mean, we've had some pretty dodgy penalty decisions, but <laughs> that was so bad. It's like, what in the world? What yeah. was the... F- I, I, I shouldn't be asking this live. This is like so... Six to two. What was the score? Six to two. Wow. Wasn't it two? What was the score? It was two nil? So at halftime, it was 2-1 to Roma. But I was texting my dad, and I said to him, this is one of the worst teams I have ever seen in a European Roma. This is one of the worst teams I've ever seen in a European semifinal. There's no way we'll lose this game. And he was like, United are really bad too, which we were up to halftime, right? But Roma were just dreadful, like so, so bad. Oh, man, I just watched that penalty. Oh, oh, jeez. Like, oh, man. I mean, the ball ball had gone past them by about 30 yards. And then Smalling, you know, eventually catches up to Cavani and hits the back of his legs. I mean, yeah. Of course it was Smalling. I mean, what's the defense? Well, Smalling was also at fault for uh, another one of the goals by playing him on side. He had a bad game. Is this the best game he's ever played for United? Maybe. (laughs) 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 oh yeah so go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna say to me this really shows the uh the pattern that united's been pulling this year where they didn't have it last year is just kind of rallying when things aren't going well or or just average rallying in the second half and just pulling it out i mean they ended up steep you know swamping them but but there's been times also where you know things aren't going well and they pull it like a 2-1 and i don't think they have it the last couple years Uh, christian can disagree but no i agree with you eric there's there's a different uh different mood about this team now in the second halves. When they go down, they're not beaten, which is mm-hmm. uh, a trait that we used to have back in the old Ferguson days. And I think Solskjaer, his man management, he gets a lot of criticism, and uh, and a lot of it's unfair. But I think he works really really well with the players, and you can show that in their in their in their attitude, especially in the second half of games. And today was no different. Well, he, he was the perfect type of player to become a good manager. Like, the, you know, the superstars, these galactic talents are the ones that are very tough to, to make that step because they don't, you know, there's so much God-given ability. And like, what do you mean you can't do this? I did it. Whereas he would come off the bench and he scored a ton of goals. And he had all kinds of talent. I'm not saying he didn't. But, you know, the super mm-hmm. sub, goal scorer, knew how to find the right places, thought the game well. You know, it, that's not surprising. He really? did, and that's what Ferguson always said. He was a great reader of the game. That's why he put him on a substitute, because he know when he came on in the second half, he would know how uh, the opposition were lining up against him so he could like make his plays and the movement that he had, he could do that and score. So. It, and he kind of encapsulates the United spirit, right? Like he, he's a very, to me, he seems like a very like humble, down-to-earth kind of guy, but just with a fire and a passion for United. And 
you know, they had been missing that since Sir Alex left. Like they had a bunch of like people who didn't get it. Like Moyes was never going to get it. Like Van Gaal was a good coach, but he didn't either. He wasn't supported or he didn't get in. Mourinho was altogether the wrong appointment. You well, know? yeah. Well, they were all defensive appointments, right? That he made in David Moyes is just David Moyes. But uh, but Solskjaer, <laughs> like he know he's been with United for an awful long time. You know he knows how we should play. Mm-hmm. So well, both no both Van Gaal and Mourinho were egomaniacs. You know it was more they they could have been coaching any club in the world. I mean of all the clubs to take over and make it about yourself, United is not the one. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was always you know troublesome from the beginning. And I I thank you from the bottom of my heart for hiring Van Gaal. So we didn't make that mistake. He actually <laughs> might've been okay for you guys, but he wouldn't have been what Pochettino was. It's true, but he yeah. would have been better. It would have been better than he was for you. I, I, I'd agree. With yeah. That. You know, United is such a huge club. I mean, only Liverpool and England can compare, right? So having one of the, the top six clubs, but as not as, huge as United or Liverpool, it's a lot easier, I think, than jumping straight into United. Especially for someone who Levy has an affinity for and will kind of defer to a little bit. That's not always the case with managers. Yeah. So I think one of the problems that United may have this summer, right, is trying to keep all these players together. So Pogba is allegedly off. Cavani is also allegedly wants to go back to South America. I was going to ask you about that. Do you, do you think Cavani goes? Uh, I think it depends on how the season finishes. Like what the the FA did to him with his uh, with his with his comments on Instagram really like made him angry. So I, uh, you know, and, and since then he refused to play for quite a quite a while. So we'll just see. I hope he stays. So he's been really good. He has been really good. So the old traffic crowd can see what he's really like, you know. But I that I would be safe. unfortunate for him to go without ever playing really in front of the fans. Right. You know, but player of his stature, a club like yeah. that. Yeah. And I hope Pogba stays as well. You know, he's just kept his head down and played football the second half of the season. And he's been great. Of the two, which one do you think has the greater likelihood of staying? Pogba. Wow. Yeah, Cavani's been great for you guys lately. I mean, he's really exactly is. what you need. Like once I, I think it took a while for him to get integrated because he, you know, was out for a while. But once he, you know, the team figured out how to play with him, I mean, he's just he's what you want. Like put the ball near him and he's gonna get on it or he's gonna create some chaos to, you know, let other people get on it. One of the goals or, that he scored today was so good. Like Bruno bounced the ball to him and he hit it on the half ball into the top corner. If that was any any of the other center forwards, man, that's going up. up yeah. into the well, he made the difference against Spurs. He I mean, did. That, that that game was pretty tight. And yeah. he was clinical. So his movement for his diving header, mm-hmm. for example, you know. Oh, yeah. And for I wasn't the goal even that mad. he scored that was disallowed. It's crazy. Yeah. I wasn't like the finishes and the moves were so good. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, that was nice. <laughs> man, I remember playing with him and Zlatan with uh, PSG back in the day when they had no defense and it was just get it to those two guys and somehow one of those two are going to just score crazy goals. Uh, mm-hmm. and that was like one of my favorite teams to play with back in the day. Um, so if, if he does go, who, who replaces them? Nobody. 
really who would be tapped to replace him because we understand that you've got no money you gotta fill the hole somewhere but that you can't just be like oh we just don't have one of those anymore Holland. i would i would hope it would be holland I just don't think he goes this summer. Like the, with the way everything's trending, when the release release clause next year, they don't make the Champions League, though. Yeah, but somebody's still got to pay for him. Yeah. We we need a center forward. Like when we got Rude from PSV, he was very under under the radar. Like Ashley Cole didn't cost a lot. Obviously, Cantona was a steal. So we've always had these these really good center forwards. RVP, right. So I don't know. We we miss that out and our goal scorer for sure. Well, I've I've heard some people this week talking about Kane. I just don't see it. I like I, I know there was some discourse between us and some of the you know Kyle and Manny and Brandon about Kane. And I said I I literally said I'm not concerned about the Kane situation. And Charles, you know, he, of course he he laughed. Um, but I'm really genuine. Like it, everybody on YouTube, you see, I'm not concerned because um, one, <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. And two, if he does, it it's going to be for something that he shouldn't go for. He's going to be 28. He's missed multiple months the last few years of the season. Like go, go for it. Like I, I love him with all of my heart. But if you're going to pay 120, 130, 140 for that with Mbappe and Holland likely on the market well not Mbappe but Holland definitely on the market next summer for cheaper sure do that speaking of uh, Mbappe PSG down to 10 minutes at the end of the game losing to City I heard the first half was a different story but what they they have like 500 million pounds worth of players on the bench that they brought in in the second half something stupid like that and PSG uh, controlled the first half yeah yeah, and City just a uh, little bit of a fluky. Was a second goal, De Bruyne, or looked like a, a <laughs> it's cross. It's not fluky if, if he hits it and it goes into the net. It was a great strike. I mean, it, it's just one of those ones where you could tell wall, he was trying to the wall chickened out. No, no, the one with the cross where he's trying to cross it, and he, the keeper got caught because he could. Yeah. He was trying to play the the deflection and just. It's just one of those balls where it's a, a super dangerous ball and it's a little bit fluky, but you it play was a masterclass from City. Oh, so I was talking to my family uh, during the game, and they was so it was just so easy. It was so easy for City. It was like watching the game on Sunday. The way that Pep complete. I mean, what City's keeper called Edmondson, Edison, Edison, Edison. He had more touches of the ball than Mbappe. Right. Wow. Pep closed the space down, made sure that neither Neymar or Mbappé was going to get the ball. Yeah. Masterclass. Masterclass. Well, so, you know, you know, uh, go ahead, Jim. You go. No, it's all right. Go. Nope. Go ahead. I'll go. Okay. It's just it's <laughs> like the riches that City have, right, is, is all there to see. But they're being coached so well. It's just incredible. Okay, Scott, go. I was just going to say, if anyone knows how to, to knock City out at the stage, it is Pochettino. I mean, do, do we need to go back to the to the win that wasn't at the Etihad a few years ago with, with Spurs? I mean, he's incredibly comfortable at this stage. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when uh, – so there was a corner 
and they lined up like they did when Lauren, what was it called Lauren, Lauren scored the goal that century. Durante. And uh, I was like, oh, this looks just like that. But of course, it didn't score. <laughs> but Pep will be ready this time. There's oh, no, yeah. There's no way that City are not going through and to the this, final. This City team is is different. Not more talented, but it's, this, is a mach- this is like a Bayern-level machine. Yeah, I don't team. think they're talented either. But I think they're better with the team. The way that they rotate the ball is just great. And the press, the press is still. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to me that the only manager who consistently beats this team is is Solskjaer. True. Hey, you guys swept them this year, I believe, right? No, they they, they beat us in the first leg of the uh, uh, EFL Cup to go through against Spurs. But I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool. Well, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking this year. Regular, I'm talking about regular season fixtures, right? Premier League fixtures, right? We 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 drew at Old Trafford. Oh, you drew. Okay. I think outside of this year, Liverpool the last couple of years have played them pretty well. But yeah. I think I so for me this year, City team is different than the last couple of years. City teams, there's there's like an intensity to their press. There's there's just Mara's to me has stepped up a lot. De Bruyne is his usual quality self. I think that they were missing something like haste. What is it? It's Jesus. The, yeah, he's like Sterling on the bench was a master stroke. Keep him on the bench and Southgate should do the same thing. I do agree with the Southgate, Southgate thing. <laughs> I, I think, oh, I really do think that Lord. not playing a, a number nine, like between Jesus and Aguero for the pressing mm-hmm. perspective and the flexibility, like Foden is wherever he wants to be. De Bruyne is wherever he wants to be. Sterling is running like a drunk duck on the left. You know, it, it really gives them some flexibility that, that you don't need a focal man when you're playing everything in those channels and inside the box with the cutbacks. Mm-hmm. But and Gundogan too has not been his normally injured self. I, I think we forget how good he was at Dortmund. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So my question was going to be, do you guys think that they're like, is the winning the treble like, is it like inevitable? Is that kind of what we're looking at? I mean, they're going to win the title unless something explodes. Um, well, they'll win the title this weekend, right? So then they can focus on the just focus again. on other stuff. Yeah, I think Who's Chelsea. Beat them Chelsea's the one of those League. dumb teams that can dumb dumb their way to a, a champions league victory in a one-off game versus city chelsea's just so wasteful like in a one-off you're right like as maybe the, that's the game they finish their chances right in. but even against real like we, we can just go there they had plenty of chances to put that away and yeah. they just didn't i know good job burners burners for them for, for madrid but i don't think madrid will be as uh open so game. i i want to take this opportunity right now Eric, yes. you crapped all over Liverpool last year. You were crying your crocodile tears, just whining and complaining about Liverpool not play, paying Timo Werner's release clause. We're, we're the poppers, the poor. We have no money. I can't believe we didn't do that. That's Eric, who would true. you rather have in your team? Diego Jota or Timo Werner? Oh, Yo- Jota, no, no okay. doubt. Okay. 100%. Okay, so maybe this year when the transfer is going on, you won't uh, say FSG out and, and fly your banner above the stadium this year and just you just you trust the ownership to do what's right as far as transfers, Eric. That's that's oh, all. Oh, oh, not a chance. Okay. 
Right. Well, I no, you like, can't. That's a bridge too far, Skip. You can't. I mean, they didn't sign a defender until what January, so you can't trust your yeah. owners. Plus, they just tried to bolt. They just kickstarted the whole Super League thing on their own. These greedy American scumbags. Like yeah. I know. You, you know. Can't trust you know those that owners. was. You know that was the Glazers. No way, and, man. That was that Henry, yeah. Everyone knows that was Henry. Yeah. yeah. I I actually read an insider piece that that the Glazers were vehemently against it. They just felt like they were backed into a corner by uh, oh, by yeah. Henry and his group. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Disgusting. So, anyways, Chelsea. Uh, uh, some turnover in the off season, maybe. Uh, Tommy, Tammy, Abraham going out. Uh, team uh, looks like Tommy. Tammy a little bit. Uh, that I mean, that's how he scored goals this season. Um, Timo Werner going out, so maybe they're wait, they're, wait where's Vern going? I don't know, man. Going he, he can't Back hit the broadside of a barn right now. But you don't, you don't cut a kid just after one year after you've dropped that much money this, on him. This is Chelsea we're talking about here. <laughs> this is not a rational team. This is Chelsea. They can do anything okay. they want. I think Tuchel is going to be good for Werner, and that makes me upset. Because yeah. his goal he scored against West Ham was, was really good. Like, it wasn't a good finish, but it was really good movement. And he wasn't doing that for Lampard. So... In the reverse fixture against Chelsea, so because this was the Spain leg, that means Real has to score two, right? They have no, they, to. They can win one nil. They can. They can win one nil. They can win two two. Okay. Right. They can. They can win with any tie above besides one to one or zero zero. Okay. Okay. So they need to score. Is is the right? They have. They have to score a goal. Yeah. At least one, unlike Liverpool, who scored okay. zero. Why are we talking about Liverpool in the Champions League? Uh, well, yeah, I can make it about Spurs. I mean, it's not that hard to get a come on, result man. in the Bernabeu in the Champions League. Just you know, Hey, at least you'll be in the uh, European League Conference, whatever it's called, next season. So that's exciting. That's true. Hey, that's revenue. Right. I, if, if you need to know how easy it is to get a result against Madrid in the Champions League, Harry Winks was in our midfield with Musa Sissoko. <laughs> okay. So it's not exactly impossible. From the from the European Super League to the conference, that's a drop that only uh, Liverpool and Tottenham fans can appreciate, I'm sure. All right, it's so a, the race for far, top four. Who is in besides the Manchester clubs? And I'm going to add Leicester, although you guys didn't put it in there. Leicester are in as well. Yeah, I think, uh, give me the two Manchester clubs. I think Leicester, although they looked like they were going to bottle it the other day, they pulled it together. And give me Chelsea, I think. Yeah. So, so obviously this, the Manchester clubs are in um, there. I mean, I, mathematically, I'm not sure if that's the case, but just looking at the table, they're in. So we need one I'll, more win to be mathematically. Certain. So I'll set the stage a little bit. So Leicester are third on 62 points. Chelsea are fourth on 58. West Ham are fifth on 55. Liverpool are sixth on 54. Spurs are seventh on 53. Everton still with their game in hand. That'll we played eventually i'm assuming at 52 so really <laughs> there's uh down to eighth and there's a drop off to leeds as christian would be delighted by despite their recent form there should always be a drop drop off to leeds right i mean it's surrounded, it's surrounded by hills for a reason so there's six points between eighth and third no that's Ooh. 10 points are six points between eighth and fourth <laughs> excuse me i can't math with the game in hand for Everton. This yeah. is great podcasting, Scott. So what are you telling us? <laughs> I think it's I think the top four is decided. The top four currently is the top four. In my I think opinion. So too. Yeah. 
Chelsea looked too good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Liverpool have been spectacularly. I think Liverpool get a win this weekend, though, to be honest with you guys. Oh, here we go. Reverse. I do. I do. So I think you'll start to put pressure on the other uh, other teams around you. I mean, theoretically, we have the easiest schedule based on what's left. But who the hell knows what that means for us? Right. Did you pick up like one point against the bottom six at home? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're who, who something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm actually going to say, I'm going to say West Ham as the fourth spot. Me too. We should make this a three at the back. What do you guys think, Eric? <laughs> yes. Scott, I'm with I'm, you. Let's, uh, I'm let's bring sorry. Anybody who wasn't watching the YouTube, please flip to the YouTube at this point because my face <laughs> told the whole story. I'm, well, I'm I just expect looking this out at you, the Christian, remaining but come schedules. On, Jen. So why, Jen? Why do you think that? Well, looking at their remaining schedule, you know, they basically have, what is it? They've got Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, and Southampton. There's no reason why they can't win out on all of those. Whereas Chelsea, Fulham, okay, they play Man City, they play Arsenal, they play Leicester, and they play Villa. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped some of those. Plus the Champions League. Plus they've got... And the FA Cup. True. You know what I mean? So, I yeah, they play well, at Wembley, and, and then three days later, they have to play their league game. Well, so, so if they win the FA Cup, well, I'm just asking real quick if they win the FA Cup, does that give them a spot in Europa? They give, all right, so in Europa. Okay. Well, then they'll just, all, play, all they'll the just second, play that. That's second fun. place team. Uh, and that's Leicester, right? Leicester in the final. Mm-hmm. So it will probably drop down to the league because I'm assuming Leicester will be in the Champions League. Well, so for me, okay. West Ham has Declan Rice, Michele Antonio, Aaron Quest- Cresswell, and Jesse Messi, Lingard. The first three are out. Lingard is a potential out for the next couple of matches. So that's a big chunk of West Ham's squad. Why is Lingard they, out? He's got a, he's picked up a slight injury is the word on the street. Oh, really? So that I mean that's your four goal scores and you just got pounded by Burnley. They're also West Ham, right? Hmm. He doesn't have a little like um, owie thing next to him. <laughs> the official title of that, by the way. Yes, the owie thing. Yeah. Spurs have had the owie thing on them for about eighteen months. Fair. You'd never know that I was actually a medical professional. Hey, that's horrible. Us, us too. He's got boo boo. So Skip, did you did you pick two? Uh, I, I think it's it, it, the if I was a betting man, I would say the top four remain as they are. The odds of the other teams making it based on current form seem unlikely. I actually think that Tottenham potentially has the best chance because I think that they're actually playing overall the best of those three teams right now. But I still don't think that they make it. I think it's a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we might win three out of the five, draw the other two. Like, I think we'll close strong, but I, you know, we, we put ourselves in a bad spot, too bad of a spot, mm-hmm. too many drop yeah. points. Christian, <laughs> what is it? The, the top six in England go Europa? Mm-hmm. It can sometimes drop down to seven, depending on, on the FA Cup. Yeah. So I'm expecting it to probably to be seven this year. Hmm. Okay. 
Good news, Scott. And if so, if also if uh, United win the Europa League and Chelsea or City win the Champions League, then it goes even further because then the top five in England will be in play for Champions League. I don't think that's. Oh, no. It is, I right? I think that's true. I hope so. so. Come on, you Red Devils. So each, <laughs> so each country can have five teams in, right? I it was Champions League. Okay. Yeah, Champions League is five. Now, Champions yeah. League. So if City win the Champions League and United win, I, I thought it was only Arsenal if they were. Win. I thought yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, it was already yeah. if they weren't in the. It is. It is. Yeah. So it would have to be Arsenal. Yeah. Oh God. Nope. Don't want. Nope. It. Sorry, Dana. Not happening. I'm not sorry, Dana. <laughs> you get what you deserve. Uh, uh, not you, not you, Dana. You're good. You're a good human being, but Arsenal, the Cronkies, that ESL plot, ugh, gross. Seditious uh, six. Hashtag the dirty dozen. Until they get Daniel Ek to buy him from Spotify, right? Dirty half dozen. Well, the Cronkies oh. are not going to sell Arsenal. That's a cash cow. Yeah, two point one billion here. That's only two point nine nine billion more than I could offer for the club, which is still about half of what it's they could probably sell it for. But Conor McGregor is going to buy uh, Manchester United, Christian. Anybody called Conor is a is just a great person in my book. <laughs> oh. oh, you guys want to talk a little about Pickham Fantasy here? Yes, sure. Mm. Eric, how's fantasy going? Good. For everybody For else. Else. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get up those uh, table here. Let's see. All right. I, I know who's I not I know who's not in the top ten. Me. All right. So <laughs> same. All right. So we're gonna go with the uh, the team name, the side name, the manager, the weekly points as usual, and the the season points to date. So in fifth spot, we have White Hart K managed by Thomas Sully Guerrier. He had 27 points this week, game week 33, with a total of 1,898. In the fourth spot, we have Stedmania United managed by Sian Stedman. He had a nice 45 points with uh, 1,968 total uh, points for the year. Our very own Well Hyung ATB managed by Scott Mackey had 33 points with 1,972 for the season. In second position, Inkhart managed by Sushant Mane had 53 points, which is a great total, for 1,979. And in first spot, first on our hearts, Charles Reed with Win Bissaka had 37 game week 33 points for a total of 1,990, which is my freshman year of high school, 1990. Wow. You're old. Ugly, ugly week. Yeah, it was. I, I had like four players. I, I totally forgot to set my lineup. Oh, so did uh, so half Brian of my Mason. lineup was Spurs and City players. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Oops. I think I might know that, right? But no. Well, if only five weeks left, exciting conclusion coming here. I really don't want to buy freaking Charles Reed a Manchester United jersey. That would make me throw up in my mouth. Do you get to pick oh, the jersey, or does choose? he get to pick the jersey? Yeah, he gets to pick it. Yeah. Gets the winner. The winner. That does. doesn't the sound like it. That of course. Sound, sound like yeah. fun. We're gonna make him buy a throwback jersey, though. I'm not buying him current year jersey. <laughs> yeah, for sure, throwback for sure. But it Retro. should be like. No, you should buy that black and white one that they're wearing this season. <laughs> My son has a the, the zebra. Yeah, yeah like, for it, small it looks children, it's per- amazing. It's the colorblind Zubaz. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think it looks better in person than it does on TV. It so does. Do I, so that's great. So how's Pickham going, Eric? Oh, Pickham for me, fantastic. Yeah. Still in first place. I think. Now let's, I get, think... This, now let's get this sorted. Do, does the winner of Pickham get something too, or, or no? No, no, that's just a moral victory. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Of like, course, of course, it is. Okay. Do a little you retain your position. Yeah. Thanks. Do you want us? To, do you Thanks. want us to buy you a podcast trophy? You keep. I'll, I'll send you one. I'll take that. Yeah. You, or the, you or the, Pacha, the, Pacha, the Pacchettino diary. There you go. No. <laughs> the diary. Can't have that. If you guys missed that, that's on our Christmas YouTube video where it was uh, we opened presents. That was fun. Sorry, Christian. You can join us next year. Um, no, pick them. Pick them's uh, going great for everybody but uh, Charles and Jen, who both managed to get zero games right last week. Perfection and easy. Good job, guys. So has anybody uh, dropped to the bottom? Oh, Jen's on the bottom. Sorry, Jen. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You, you Does that mean little... I don't have to pick next year? Is that is that how that works? No. No, that means we're going to give you an extra game to pick that nobody else gets. This is like a to buoy your scores. So Jen has 49. Um, <laughs> Charles and Christian are tied with 50. I have been uh, creeping up on Scott here with 53. Scott is 10 points back with five weeks left, and he has 54. Eric extended his lead over Scott with 64. He looks uncatchable. He is the city of Pickham. He might be the Brendan Rodgers, depending on how this ends. Wow. Bold. I'm bold. Say the Sheffield United, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last oh. year I did so good. Everybody was so proud of me. And this year they're like, oh. oh my God, so, we won't sack you, though. Oh, You're not getting sacked in the morning. Is she not? That's one you guys didn't say that last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first game is which one? Chelsea Fulham? Yeah, you want to start at the bottom? Yeah. So Charles uh, picked a draw for Chelsea Fulham. Chelsea coming off of a Champions League where they, they play again next week, right? That's how um, semis work. Yeah. So yeah. maybe uh, resting some players, Fulham needing a uh, as many points as they can to try to escape the drop. So Charles picked a, uh, a draw. I think Chelsea are just like – they're kind of in that machine mode where they're just picking up points right now. Um, I'm going to go with Chelsea. Eric. I am going to go with Chelsea as well, but it's going to be closer than people think. It'll narrow in like a, like a two, one or like a one nil narrow win towards the end. Scott draw. Draw. (laughs) (laughs) Jen. Um, Oh Lord! I want him to win after the heartbreaker against Arsenal. Um, <laughs> that, I, Plus I Scott like Parker, so. yeah, right? Say um, Par- Parker, a hundred percent. I think at this point, the best we could hope for would be a draw. So, Christian, the European prediction champion, both games you predicted, uh, Chelsea and United, you got right. Of course. This last uh, week. So I I agree with Eric that it will be a tight game, maybe 1-0 Chelsea. So I think Chelsea will score early and then just to sit back. Their defense is really good. It'll be like a Giroud classic. I think they'll just sit back. I don't think Fulham can hurt Chelsea defensively. I mean, these words may come back to back me, but I doubt it. Christian. 
Would you take Giroud just... uh, with United as your as your number nine for no, a rent no, waiver? He's, no, he's trash. <laughs> he can stay in London. I'll go back to France, whatever. He's not. Well, he's not I was going to say, enough. do you guys even think he's still in the Premier League next year? No. Nope. Isn't his contract mm. up? Yeah. I mean, he's a good looking guy. Yep. True. Gray head of hair. Right. He'll be back in France. Yeah, most likely. Uh, Burnley versus uh, West Ham. Burnley absolutely. Um, Who they smashed last week? Wolves. Wolves. They yeah. blitzed them. Or Dustin. Dustin. Did I not choose Burnley last week? I think I did. You did. So I should have had three points in. No, you got the United game wrong. Because oh. uh, <laughs> you never, you never, you never pick leads. My my. Uh, I had a, the wrong analysis for you. Christian. <laughs> that was a good call for, for Christian picking Burnley. That was a good one. Yeah. So the, the fighting Burnley men smashed the Wolves last week. Wolves just uh, somebody took them out back and put them down. Burnley did. <laughs> so do they do the same thing this week to West Ham? No. And West Ham's missing people. Burnley's still close-ish to that drop zone. Need points. Eric. Draw 2-2. Two, two. Good. Burnley. Daesh continues his interview for the Palace job, knocks down the yeah. future London Derby. I mean, we, we had a poll on the five at the back uh, Twitter, and Daesh for Tottenham was the, the top choice. You guys are trolls, scum, scoundrels. Wow. Harsh words. Daesh, harsh words. Really? You know, if, if, if you were offended <laughs> you by that, you know who out? I'm talking to. If there's like, there's like four words, people I'm talking to. You boys need to get out more. No, not everyone. Just we, don't, just we, don't, we all don't live in Panama City, Jim. Yeah, we're not. We're not all well, partying. Dad, I was in the Navy, stationed with Marines, and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Time's I mean, like, not you want to get more creative? And, yeah. with our <laughs> it's not closing time in Panama City. Yeah, places here oh. close at nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live uh, in a dry county? Sorry. Not anymore. Christian, what do you think? I w- I was gonna go with uh, a draw, but seeing as Eric did that. We have to find some way to catch up with him, I guess. So I'm going to go with uh, the bubble, the the happy bubbles, West Ham. Getting a win, moving into the top four. Ugh, disgusting. (laughs) What do you think, uh, Eric? Eric already picked. picked. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at at his face. That's a a draw. (laughs) I'm going to go with West Ham win. Ooh. To go along with my who I think is going to be in the four spot. I was about to say that was very decisive. So I'm impressed. I had this conversation with myself like a few minutes ago. So. Right. Like I can't pick them to lose and pick them to be top four. Right. 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 100%. Charles also picked the fighting Burnley men. So, God, that kind of changed. Southampton Leicester. Mr. Reed went uh, with uh, another coach auditioning for Tottenham. Oh, wait. No, he said Which no, one? didn't he? Didn't, didn't Roger say no? Supposedly. There's some conjecture that that might not be true. I don't want Brendan Rodgers personally. but I'm sure Wait, that he didn't down. say no? That he didn't say no or that he wasn't asked? Both. But that he hasn't turned it down for the final time. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lester. 
what is it? Got Ian Nacho is just banging in goals right now. Vardy's heating up, so I think and that is hurt as well, right? I think he I, is. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Eric, oh, poor thing. I'll, I'll go with Lester as well. Draw. Um, I I'll go draw. That's fine. Not super convinced either way. I was about to say that's non-committal. Yeah, Christian, what do you think? Leicester, easy oh. win. Probably right. with my luck. So Villa, Everton, the the teams who have had seven hundred games in hand this whole season are finally playing. Each other. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Everton are not going to win. So uh, I am going to go with what Charles picked, and I will go with an Aston Villa dub. Eric, no, no, I will. No, I hold, will on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scott, what's your pick? No, 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 Eric, you were so <laughs> no, excited. No, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> You've made Eric go first three times. Mm. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, no, I'm Scott, gonna go. gotta go. Eric, make him go. If you're too cowardly to make the pick first, I'm not cowardly fun. at all. I keep getting interrupted. I can't make the pick. We people talking over. Give me I don't a, like to a, talk over people, so please. <laughs> as he talks over somebody, give me a, give me, give me, give me Aston Villa three 0 Wow. Oh man. I... <laughs> uh, draw. Oh, this is a uh, riveting picking here, Christian. <laughs> Everton, Everton to uh, to win and leapfrog. Whoever's above them. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Whoever who that could be. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to... I'm going to say Villa. All right. In the last game, big game of the, the week, United-Liverpool. United... Uh, been a little bit up and down lately. But... Um, Who's been up and down? I mean, you tied Leeds last weekend. I think you've tied your last two Premier League games, but you've been hot in Europe. Okay. So we've been down. No. And we... then I guess you've been up. So we've both been up and down. There you go. Yeah. There we're you hot, go. Guess we're hot, then that. we're cold. We're up, then we're down. <laughs> yes, then you're now. Yes. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charles <laughs> picked a draw. Of course he did. It's my line. I'm going to pick United win. <laughs> Christian, tell I think you why you, Tell me why you're picking United, Skiff. Uh, <laughs> because you're more likely to win. Because you're going to bully our defense with Cavani. Oh, that would be sweet. He's just going to, he's going to be a track street bully, just knocking our fools around. Like we've got nobody, like we've got five foot five Tiago trying to jump with uh, Pogba in the midfield. Like, it's just going to be, you know, the, the Green Street hooligans all over again. Especially when I heard today that Reese Williams might start, then, then they really will win. But. Well, I just threw up in my mouth a little is, bit. Is that the guy who played in this FA Cup game? Yes. He's, uh, yeah, he's a 19-year-old center back. He's playing, in, uh, he's playing in League One or League Two last year. Oh, cool. Jurgen's just setting up the excuse. Wow. He's the uh, fall guy? You still think uh, United <laughs> draw, Christian? No, I think Liverpool win. <laughs> He's such a troll. He does it all the time. 2-0. <laughs> no. I can't even with this. It's United. I can't. Dan, Eric. Guess what? I can't either. Unfortunately, United as well. 
Damn it. <laughs> All right, Skiff, you go. I already said I was picking United. We are on it tonight. Yeah. What did Charles pick? A draw. Okay, so I get to pick between a draw and a Liverpool win is basically so is what you could pick Liverpool. Pick your pick with your heart. Sure. <laughs> That's worked so well this year. So sure. Liverpool. Mane winner. I would be 100% <laughs> That's here That's that. hilarious. Let him That's score one. one and Bobby score the other. Be amazing. Oh. Then the tooth fairy flies in and wipes everybody's memory. That never <laughs> <laughs> from, Did the um, do that? Uh, I mean, he got he gave Klopp new teeth a couple of years ago. Sure. Ouch. Okay. Allegedly. Well, I was thinking the men in black thing where they come up and they like erase the chink in it. Oh, Spurs manager update, Scott. We can't, uh, we got to leave with some passion, some energy here. Tell us about what crappy manager is going to manage your seventh place club. I mean, can you stop throwing it to be that way on, <laughs> on Spurs things? Um, but as I say that, I heard a stat today that uh, including interim caretaker managers, there have been 23 different managers or coaches of the first team since uh, Enoch and Levy took the club over 20 years ago. So that's an average of more than one per season, which is impressive. And the ones they've gotten right were kind of accidents, like not the first choice. Like Pochettino wasn't, they wanted Van Gaal. Martin Yule was good. Harry Redknapp wasn't, yeah, it's just not been good. So (laughs) the, um, the news that came out this week was that Spurs are planning to announce or hoping quote unquote to announce their new manager by the end of the season, which would be in the next several weeks, which is mm-hmm. to me is promising because you want to have a new manager have the summer, you know, the players mm-hmm. who aren't at the euros build some fitness because in Christian, if I'm not mistaken, there was some conversation with Ole post Jose Mourinho that the fitness of the players wasn't, up to snuff jose's kind of i know i've joked about him being a dinosaur but a lot of these cl- these these clubs have physios with big departments they use the gps technology they know when the players are overtrained or undertrained. and jose didn't do any of that so a manager needs to come in get the players right physically decide who he likes decide who he doesn't like so i hope that does happen and the exciting news for me is that it kind of limits the candidates, right? Because a lot of these player coaches are either coaching in the Euros, which I guess they could announce their club post Euros because it's, it's a little different than national setup. But, um, you know, a coach who's in the middle of a top four run or a, a title run that won't be wrapped up by the end of the season probably is not going to be on our list. So uh, the, the word from Fabrizio Romano this week was that Eric Ten Hag from Ajax, we're going to have an official conversation with him soon. Um, I love him because he's bald. Uh, we'd be officially <laughs> run by all bald men. Levy's bald. Ten Hogg's bald. Steve Hitchin, our, um, our director of recruitment's bald. You know, we're bound to go straight to the top. Um, Trophy cabinet's bald. Oh, I set myself up for that. For that one, you that did. Was, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, so Ten Hogg, um, Potter is still in there, but there's obviously some consternation about Brighton's position. And um, Ralph Rangnick, who's basically set up the entire operation for Salzburg and Leipzig, which I'm 
I want him involved in some capacity. You can check my Twitter. I've talked about it like a million times. There's something I had never heard of. It's kind of like the Players' Tribune called the Coach's Voice. I don't know if you guys saw some of the articles I linked, mm-hmm. but it's like a forum for coaches to write about their philosophies of play and managerial mm-hmm. strategies. And, and Rangnick's written two about pressing and then identity of the club because he really did like Red Bull gave him the keys and he set up both clubs. Um, Sadio Mane, he signed at Red Bull. Uh, Keita, he signed at Red Bull. Campbell, he signed at Red Bull. And he's got a really good reputation, whether it be as a director of football or a manager. So in either capacity, I'd be thrilled because he knows how to set a club up and he can give Levy the middle finger. So that's where we're at. Um, Ten Hag sounds like the odds on for now, but okay. you never know what to expect. So. so do you have any worries with him coming from a, a club that's well run top to bottom? I do. I do. Because it's, you know, it, the recruitment is not a question at Ajax. You, you're going to sell your players. So there's not this, will he, won't he, um, and the league is a little weak. Now, Feyenoord and PSV have come on quite a bit. And that's, you know, Ajax wasn't winning every title under their former manager. So it is it is something to say that he's won. Now, COVID, they didn't, announce, they didn't give out a champion last season. But he's won this year and the year before that. He's taken them deeper into Europe than they have in a long time. Actually, Spurs and that, that magical night in Amsterdam, like the last positive feeling I had about Spurs, it feels like. Um, he was the one that took them to the Champions League semis that season. So there, there's some both sides of it. But yeah, there I absolutely have some reservations about that. So which one when do you, you feel? Us, sorry, that's okay. Just which one do you of the ones that are the options? Who do you feel most confident about? They all have their drawbacks. I mean, Regnick is 62, I think, and he's been a director of football more recently than he's been a coach. But he's always connected well to the players. I think he'd be fine. Um, Potter has that, like, so they they had a positive XG last season. Their XG is really crazy this season. But is that, what is that a function of? Like, is it a system issue where he's not allowing, like, for some reason the players can't finish because of his system? And it's Brighton. And he came from Oosterund and had some, it's just, there's questions all over. I think Ten Hag is the safest because his, he, he has a, clear identity tactically and and philosophy wise for how he wants the players to play one touch you know emphasize space on the wings um off the ball movement is trained like you would not believe with him i watched a video after work today after work um where he they went through like five goal scoring movements and he walked the 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 media through each one and this is why this worked this is why that worked we train that every day and Mourinho never trained off the ball stuff. So that to me is a breath of fresh air. Christian, any uh, any comments about the Spurs manager? Is the next manager going to win a trophy for them? No. Yes. Yes. But Write it down. So as part of the uh, Seditious Six, I think <laughs> Spurs do need to get a coach worthy of being in that position, right? Rather than just being a laughing stock. So I hope they do okay. I mean, since back in the early 80s, Spurs were always a team that you'd like to watch. You knew they were never going to win, but they were always a good attacking team. I'll take that right now. So I hope that they get back to that. Seriously. Right. I agree with you. They they, they need to be Spurs. Spurs were like the, the United of the South, right? Good attacking teams, always on the front foot. 
So it's sad to see them uh, also fall under the spell of Mourinho. But you joke about the Sedition Six, and but there's never been in my in my lifetime supporting the club. This is the most fragmented it's felt for me between the fans and the club. You know, the the ethos the on the field is not there. The connection with the fans at the boardroom level is clearly not there. If they thought that, that the, the fans wanted to see this Super League nonsense, so yeah, it'd be really interesting right now to see what the uh, the fan reaction would be like if the, if you know mm-hmm. if they were allowed to the stadiums. There's a planned protest for our final match of the season. Oh, there, so there is on Sunday between United and Liverpool. I know we talked about that a little bit. So I was, uh, so I was messaging with Rebecca Lowe on Sunday, asking if they were going to cover their protest, and she said that they were. So hopefully that'll be on uh, TV on Sunday for our game. Awesome. United and Liverpool banding together. It's the end days. Eric, you uh, dogs, you got and some... cat, dogs and cats lying together. Liverpool United. Wow, yeah, it's for a good cause though. So, in my opinion, but you got uh, you got something to close this out here, Eric. Yeah, it's not as good as uh, dogs running on the field or guys falling from lamp posts or streakers, but but it is something a story kind of near and dear to our hearts because all of us here on the pod are either Florida State alums or fans, and we love our Knowles and. You know, American football, we're still rebuilding. We're not as good as we used to be. But one thing we are good at is football, which is uh, played on the pitch, and it's called the College Cup is coming. So if you don't know what the College Cup is, it's basically like the soccer version of the uh, NCAA tournament. So it's the NCAA tournament um, for men and women. It runs from April 27th to May 17th. And it's probably down the road, not too far from our very own Scott. It's going to be played around Cary, North Carolina. They're going to play games at uh, Wilmington, Greensboro, Wake Forest, and East Carolina. Uh, They have two different... uh, versions of the tournament or size of the tournament, just like they do in basketball. They have the men and the women's. The women's tournament are usually 64 teams like basketball have 48 this season because of COVID. The men's tournament, uh, tournament 48 will have, instead have 36. Um, there's different seedings just like basketball and our very own uh, Lady Knowles are dominating, haven't lost a match this season on the pitch, are the overall national number one seed. So we're hoping to look so, add some more silverware to I believe the three we used to, we have already. So college cups coming, I'm excited. Like seriously, how good is uh, the FSU women's team? I mean, Mark does an amazing job. For like when I was a student there in two thousand seven to two thousand eleven, right? They were just phenomenal even then. So it's so great that he's kept this going for so long. Oh, I agree, and I'm glad we glad we kept him too. He didn't use this for you know a bigger stepping stone because he well, he very well could have, I think. Well, it's the number one soccer team in the country, right? And has been for a while. Right. The the setup's great. I'm talking about maybe a professional rank, you know, the, the WS right. or whatever. I know there was First. talk that he would go to the national team for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And coach one of the one of the national teams, one of the, the women's national teams, anyway. Make it about Spurs, Scott. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, let's interview him. Bring him on in. <laughs> hey, it could be a fit. Maybe Christian can have a pool, right? He's got more trophies than Spurs does. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, I'm talking, no, I'm talking about interview. I thought you meant interviewing Kikorian for the pod. Sorry, I missed <laughs> No, interview for the Spurs manager. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that too. Let, let, let's have him in for that. Why not? Or, right? or either one. If, if, if you're listening, you know, DM, <laughs> shoot us a DM. We'd love, we love to talk. All oh. right. So before, uh, before Eric starts talking about other people's pools and houses, we will uh, let Skip finish. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody. See you next.